Hello, good evening and welcome to the fans phone-in brought to you by the Chronicles of Aguna in association with The Last Man Standing by LoserPaul.com. As ever, I am your host, Harry Simu, and this is the show where we give our listeners the opportunity to have their say on all things Arsenal. For those of you who tuned in last week, welcome back. A uh, big hello to those watching us live on YouTube this evening. And a big hello, of course, to those catching up in the podcast format uh, the next day. Uh, so however you're listening, wherever you're listening from, of course, we value your support and a big thank you to every single one of you. Now, just before we get started, a little bit of housekeeping. This is how you can get involved. All you need to do is go on Twitter to our Chronicles page, which is at Chronicles underscore AFC. The DMs are open. If you want to jump on the show this evening, all you need to do is send us a DM with your name, and your contact number. If you're in the UK, we need a phone number. If you are outside of the UK, we will need a Skype address, though. Uh, so that's how you get in touch, and you'll be able to talk about anything Arsenal. We've got lots, of course, to discuss this week, as we always do, uh, as far as Arsenal are concerned. We'll be looking ahead to the UEFA Europa League final in Baku next week. Less than a week to go now before that huge showdown between ourselves and Chelsea. We'll be talking about Henrik Mkhitaryan, I'm sure. Petr Cech and the announcement that he looks set to return to Chelsea. Would you start him in the final? That is the big question. We'll be touching on Raul and Vinay's public address, uh, an interesting interview uh, where I think they cleared up some things anyway, some bits and pieces. And of course, we'll be asking you guys about the summer ahead, who you'd like to see come in and where you think Arsenal need to strengthen. Now, I'm going to start off uh, by uh, pointing you in the direction of a podcast that we released yesterday, which was a UEFA Europa League final preview. And I was joined by David Chigi of the Chelsea Fancast, uh, a good friend and a well-known radio presenter and a huge Chelsea fan. And he had some great things to say. And it was a great conversation. So do check that out. It is, of course, available now. Right. Uh, as I said, that's how you get in touch. All you need to do is DM us at Chronicles underscore AFC, and we will try and get through as many calls as possible within the next hour. Now, one thing I do have to say is when we do call you, it will be from a private number. So if you have your phone set not to receive calls from a private number, then it's not going to go through. And unfortunately, if we can't get through to you, we're going to have to move on because we've got so many callers lined up this evening. Uh, so many people have, have displayed an interest in taking part in tonight's show that we don't really have time to hang about. So if I can't get through first time, then I will move on, unfortunately. So my Apologies. Right. Let's go over to our first caller. Uh, right. Let's dial him up now. Here we go. Oh, bear with me one second, gents. Uh, just going to get him all lined up on the line, of course. Here we go. Where we go. There we go. Apologies. Uh, never runs straight forward, does it? That's what happens when you do things live. Here we go. Uh, all working now. Good evening. Benjamin, welcome to the Chronicles of Aguna, mate. You're live. What do you want to say? Yeah. Cock up of the Europa League final. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, mate. Share your thoughts. First of all, mate, let us know where, where you're calling from. I'm from Johannesburg, South Africa. Brilliant stuff. Go, go ahead. Ben. So we, we're only on. an hour ahead, as you know. Yeah, yeah, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. Oh, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, not too bad. Yeah, I just think that um, 
the final is an absolute joke. I think that's, uh, you know, the, the club's in a bit of a predicament where, you know, it's, they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't with regards to boycotting it. So obviously our goal is to get back into the Champions League. But um, if we make a statement in Europe by saying, well, stuff you guys, we can't really, we won't be playing this final because one of our players can't play it for political reasons, uh, we can't get there. You know, and on top of that, I don't know if you saw these photos of these Chelsea fans that have taken an eight-day journey to get there. Wow. Um, but I mean, it's it's uh, it's it's it seems like it's a real. I mean, I hope they've they've learned their lesson really in this. You know, in trying to, I suppose, give the opportunity to them to host the final. It's really backfired in their faces. Well, I guess it's all about money, isn't it, Benjamin? It's all about money at the end of the day. Uh, Azerbaijan have obviously made a handsome offer, uh, put it on the table for UEFA, and we've seen in recent years that that's what it's all about. I mean, how do you see the final going? What are your thoughts on it? Are are Arsenal in prime position to to win this, or or is it going to be really tough to to call? I think it is a tough one to call. I think, you know, Chelsea are in a a stage now where they're they're on the cusp of losing Hazard to Real Madrid. So if he shows up in the final, which I think he will want to do, um, he, he could make it tricky for us as he's done in the past. So um, I think that's my only real concern about Chelsea really is, is Hazard. Um, other than that, I mean, we've got, we've got two lethal strikers ourselves. So, I mean, I, I'm backing us, of course. I think that we've got probably the better chance of winning it. Um, but I suppose it's, it depends on what Arsenal defence shows up on the day, really. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, ben, in, in terms of uh, Petr Cech, of course, this story's come out that he will be joining Chelsea uh, in the summer as a technical yeah, director. Oh. Your feelings on that? Do you think he should start the final? Well, actually, I made comments about this a while back where I said, you know, um, I think it was in one of the Europa League games that we'd lost where Cech was in goal. Um, and it was away from home, of course. And I, um, I said, why are we playing a keeper uh, in a competition that we want to win who he himself recognizes or realizes that he's at the end of his career? Um, he simply is, he's not at that level that we need. And I think it was David Seaman who's come out and said, actually, you know, that, um, that Leno should play. Um, you know, I'm happy for Czech to go and jo- join Chelsea. I mean, whatever he does at the end of his, his career is his, his business. But... I really don't think we should be playing him in the final. I think Leno has shown um, more than on more than one occasion that he's good enough for the job. Yeah. Um, that he's a great he's a great player. He's made some incredible saves this season. And if there's anyone that he could put in goal, I think it, it should be him. Absolutely, I agree with you. And you know, even before this story came out, you know, I had my doubts about Petacek starting in goal. I always think that in a game like this, you need to pick your strongest team. I think absolutely. Sentiment te- plays a part here, though, doesn't it? As far as Petr Cech's concerned, we're talking about a Premier League legend. He's about to hang up his gloves, and you know you could understand why Emery would have played him, given that obviously he's been in goal throughout this Europa League campaign. But for me, yeah. where there was any doubt, this this announcement, and I know it's not come from Czech, and I know it's not come from Chelsea or Arsenal. It's obviously leaked out somewhere. But for me, this makes sure. it impossible for him to play. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that, you know, you, you mentioned sentiment there, but Harry, at the end of 90 minutes, sentiment is gone. Absolutely. And if we don't, ha- if we don't have that trophy in our hands, we're going to be looking at, Ch- at Peter Cech and Emery and shaking our heads and thinking, you know, why did we do what we did playing you for sentiment? Whereas we could have had a, a, a keeper in there that we, we know and we've seen all season 
that he's up for it and he's hungry. I mean, you know, check how many fight, uh, uh, Europa League finals has Czech played or Champions League finals has Czech played. Lennon hasn't played any. You know, I think it would make a big statement of belief from Emery and from the club to say, right, you, you haven't played a Europa League game this season, but we're going to trust you with the final. Yeah. And uh, yeah, gift it to him. Absolutely. Great points, Benjamin. Thank you very much for joining me. Um, and, and thanks for joining us all the way from South Africa, our first caller, international caller. Uh, so thank you <laughs> awesome. very much. And for your continued thanks support, of course, mate. Appreciate it. Cheers. All the best. Cheers. You too. Ciao. That was Benjamin Dunn calling us all the way from Joburg. Right, let's get on to our next caller. Uh, lots of you to get through. Lots of numbers coming in. Uh, let's dial. Oh, here we go. Uh, let's do this. Oh, seven. Here we go. Really need to find a better way of doing this. But such is uh, such is technology these days. I'm only one man. Hello. Welcome to the Chronicles of Aguna, mate. Introduce yourself. Hi, my name's uh, Charlie. I'm 20 years old and I'm from Surrey. Welcome, Charlie. How are you doing, mate? And uh, what do you want to say? Um, well, I'm very well, thanks. Uh, and uh, basically, I just wanted to talk about um, the uh, upcoming transfer window in the summer. Um, obviously, most people would have seen the, uh, the, uh, the videos that have come out with Vinay and uh, Raul talking about the business. And um, I find it, I find it farcical that um, the transfer budget is so low for a club of our size. Still, um, even though we're kind of having to accept it now, um, middle well, middle table teams have probably got the same amount of money in terms of what fifty million pounds, and those are the figures that have been spoken of so far. Um, but what I would say is I've I've put together a little um, sort of sell and buy um, transfer plan, which I'll just go through briefly if you don't mind. Yeah, go for it. Um, so basically, I've uh, I've put down to uh, sell Mkhitaryan, um, Mustafi, uh, Jenkinson, El Nene, uh, and Monreal. I'll put down a word as an if, maybe alone. Or by I'm not or so I'm not quite sure yet, but um I'm figuring uh, I've made an estimation of about 70 million if we can so for all those players um, plus the 50 million that we might make. If we, 70 if we, million. That's, that, that's quite ambitious, isn't it, Charlie? It is. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But um I think we have to try and get 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 the most out most out of out of out of the um, out of the players that we're selling. I'm thinking. Mkhitaryan and Musti are probably the uh, the players that I would try and get the most out of in terms of money. Um, Let me ask you a question before you continue, Charlie. A, a lot of people, a lot of people subscribe to the idea, me included, that Mustafi yeah. is one of our most valuable players. But when yeah. people ask me why, I mm -hmm. kind of get stuck. Why is Mustafi so valuable when all we do is talk about how bad he is from week to week? Um. Well, that's a good question, actually. Um, and all I can think of is that, uh, stupidly and somehow, uh, we bought him for £35 million and we thought he was a bargain at the time. Um, like it or not, he's a world champion and that does um, put a bit of uh, dosh on, on the asking price, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and he is 
like it or not, he is a regular starting player at, at a top club in England in the Premier League, which is probably the best league in the world. So even though, yeah, he might be incredibly inconsistent and so frustrating to watch, he, um, he is at a very top club. And I think at maybe a slower paced league, for example, Syria. I think he he could uh, he could do um, better maybe. But um, for me, yeah, he's a, definitely one that we try and get the most out of in terms of in terms of cash. And he's I couldn't help but notice he's uh, got two years left on the, on the old contract. Yeah. And for, if we if we got to go by uh, what Vinay said um, the other day, two years you either sell or you uh, or you offer a new deal. And uh, I can't see him being offered a new deal. Okay. Um, uh, what, what I would say is just quickly in terms of the attacking players that well the players to come in, um, it's it's ambitious and I thought about this. I'd love to see Ziyech come in um, because he's a self-confessed gooner. Uh, he wants to go by the uh, chat he had with um, Clyde uh, for Ajax a couple of years ago. Um, I think his wage demands won't be too bad because Ajax. Um, I, they don't. Their wage structure is pretty pretty low. I think I think I've read that before. Um, and I'd much prefer him over someone like Ryan Fraser. I know there's a lot of debate about that, um, and we're we're supposedly really interested in him. But um, for me, he doesn't quite cut it. I want Agreed. at Arsenal. I want I want uh, players that are going to improve us, not help us. And uh, whilst his stats are, are pretty good, um, as our famous Arsenal Chris. Uh, said on Twitter a few weeks back, Mustafi's had a better season than Van Dijk in terms of stats. So, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think you can go solely by um by by statistics. And in so in my opinion, I want to see, I want to be entertained by players like yes, well, all well and good, you know, um, setting up uh, uh, chances and scoring goals and things like that. But I want, I in my opinion, I just want, I want to be entertained. And I think the X technically a better player. And uh, he's just got more to offer. Um, in terms of uh, centre-back, realistically, um, I've thought of Manolas from Roma. Okay. Because he think, I think he, uh, I think he's got a £36 million release clause, from what I read. I love him titty, but I think he's just going to be too expensive. Yep. Um, and then, I, me personally, I believe, um, I believe we should go back in for a Carrasco, because... His experience, it's um, he's technically very good. He's quite versatile, and I think to get him out of China, it only costs around twenty twenty five million from from what I went read in January. And he's willing to take a a wage cut, and he's obviously in his wages. He's and desperate to get just, back into Europe, isn't he? Absolutely he is, desperate. He is. And just finally, for me, um, it's a it's a very lo- it is a long shot, and I just thought of it. But um, Danny Alves, I think we should take a punt. Okay. Um, because I've watched, I've watched quite a bit of European football and I've seen PSG quite a lot and also in the Champions League and for his age he, his, his fitness levels are remarkable um, he's, he seems to get up and down the pits no problem whatsoever and even though yeah we've had um, we've had Lickstein who was a similar age when he, when he came in and obviously doesn't worked out at all to be honest Dani Alves was probably the best right back for about five or six years minimum and um, I think his versatility, he could offer so much. And he wants to come to the Premier League, I believe. He said that quite a few times. And, Interesting. Um, I think we could get him on a free, maybe. Um, but no, that's just, that's just a, lo- a long punt, to be honest. And um, with, the, with the wages, to get rid of the... the to sell uh, the players that um, 
that we that we that I think we should sell and the freeze. We're freeing up about nine hundred and sixty grand per week in wages. Yep. I figured out. And um for the players that I would look to come in, uh we're looking at about six hundred grand per week. Okay. So wages. So it would increase our wage bill. Uh, be interesting to see how that develops, Charlie. Uh, thank you so much for joining me, and uh, we'll hope to speak no to you again in the very near future. Cheers. Thanks very much. All the best, mate. Cheers. Bye. That was Charlie from Surrey. Whoops, cut him off a little bit suddenly. I must get better at that. I'm a little bit trigger happy with the button, um, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Let's get on to the next caller. Looks like we're going overseas on this one. Welcome to the Chronicles of Aguna, mate. You're live. Introduce yourself. Uh, I kind of forgot this is happening, but uh, I'm Craig Meniz. Uh, yeah. <laughs> where, where are you calling from, mate? Uh, United States. So uh, where, whereabouts? Massachusetts specifically. Massachusetts. Lovely. Massachusetts. Yeah, New England. Lovely. What do you want to say, mate? Uh, I was wondering, uh, I don't know if you've actually talked about this yet, but um, what what do you think we do if we lose the Europa League final? Um, obviously, it changed up our transfer targets drastically and uh, potentially our transfer budget. So I was wondering your thoughts on that. Um, I think, yeah, I, I think it will affect our transfer budget. And I think uh, Vinay and Raul were, were quite open about saying uh, in their interview the other day that if we are not in the Champions League, it changes a lot in terms of our transfer targets because there are players out there who are desperate to play Champions League football and that would be a condition of them probably wanting to join the club. I think we know that finances aren't what we'd hope they'd be. Um, and, and obviously those guys have been pretty vocal in saying that, of course, the fact of being in the Champions League will make a big difference to that. There is a lot more revenue. They've also reassured us that we have a robust, and that was the term they used, a robust business model that would allow us uh, to continue on a Europa League budget, but it's not the way forward. So um, I think it will affect us. And I think, you know, this might be slightly controversial, but I think if we do lose the Europa League final, then I think halfway through next season, Unai Emery's position may come under scrutiny. What do you think about that? I I agree completely. Um, I think it would also depend on... Uh... Well, but managers become available as well. Uh, obviously, Allegri is becoming available. Uh, we'd have to wait and see who else. But yeah, the, I think I agree completely. If if some better, or not better, but some other high-profile managers become available, I could really see his position having some issues, especially uh, depending on our budget as well. Like if we don't get the right signings, I think he could really struggle in the first half of the season. Absolutely. Don't disagree with any of that. Uh, lovely. Craig, thank you very much for joining us all the way from the States, our second international caller of the evening. And uh, we'll hope to speak to you again soon. Uh, dope. Cheers, yeah, mate. Later. Thanks for having me. That was Craig all the way from Massachusetts in the States. He put his number down and they forgot <laughs> that this was happening. Uh, let's go, go through some of the chat box comments. Uh, lots of you watching us live on YouTube. Big hello to you guys. Uh, Keith says, I think Arsenal fans should be happy if this move for Ryan Fraser happens next week. I've watched him a lot this year and I think he'd be a better option than Zaha. Not sure if I agree with you on that one, Keith. Um, personally, for me, Ryan Fraser is not the type of player that we should be looking at. I think that we should be looking higher uh, and I think we should be looking at a higher calibre of player because 
we are Arsenal Football Club. And I think settling for someone like Ryan Fraser is kind of settling for mediocrity, mediocrity, sorry, in, in my opinion. And let me know what you think about that in the comments, of course. Um, let's have a look what else we've got. Uh, President Chocolate Brother 357. That's a great screen name. Uh, hoping that Arsenal can win the Europa League final. Arsenal have match winners, natural born leaders, a team of winners, dedicated hard workers. Uh, Leno should start ahead of Czech. Oh, I don't know about team of of winners. I, I'd like to think so, uh, but I'm not entirely convinced based on what we've seen. Uh, in the last uh, few seasons, of course. Right, let's dial up our next caller. Um, working our way through the list this evening, let's get uh, caller number, is it four? Uh, on the line, here we go. Um, right, let's hit the button. Hi there, Harry. Hi there, mate. Welcome to the Chronicles of Aguna. Introduce yourself. Oh, yeah. My name's uh, Andrew Armistead from Hinkley. How you um, doing, mate? Andrew the Hinkley Guna on Twitter. Lovely. How you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Good. Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, just uh, chilling out and uh, taking you guys' calls, of course. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to say, Not doing mate? much chilling out at the moment, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, well, I mean, uh, from what it's worth, um, just briefly completely changed my mind really about the old Baku final situation. I think, well, it's not going to happen, put it that way, but I think we should have boycotted and really, really tried to get Chelsea's buying on that. I think, uh, I mean, look, looked into a lot of the situation that's going on out there and with the country and so forth. And there's a lot of really, really dark, murky things that's happening over there. And I've got only knows really what's, um, went on really with UEFA's decision to have the final there in the first place. That doesn't even bear thinking about either as well. But yeah, I really think that we should have taken the moral stance on it um, with regards to the whole situation with Mkhitaryan, etc. I mean, I personally want Mkhitaryan to hopefully sort of depart over the, over the summer. I don't think he's going to really add us any benefits moving forward. He hasn't had a very good season. But that's by the by. Um, initially, I thought, well, we, we should be really, with this match being one of the most important matches I think we've had in God, God knows how many years, and what it could actually mean. So I think this match is actually more important than the Champions League final was, you know, uh, 13 years ago, because we've got it, what it means to our club now. Yeah, I mean, at, the moment, at that particular time then, it would have been absolutely amazing. Don't get me wrong, it would have been the best night we've ever had as a club. But I think this is more important in what it what it means. Absolutely. And I thought I initially, I thought it's uh, initially we, there's no way we can not play this match because it it means that much to us. But I honestly think that we should have boycotted boycotted it. But with regards to Czech playing, I I, I just don't well, honestly cannot understand why we would play him now. I mean, I've put, I've had a few um, conversations on Twitter and a few debates on it. And I think in, a, in any other industry, football is just weird. In, in any, It's just got its own little world. And uh, in any other industry, if someone was leaving to go to a competitor, you know, you just, I mean, the, in a business, they just put him on gardening leave. Exactly. Exactly. Gardening leave all the way. I mean, yeah, I mean, everyone's saying, oh, he's a model professional. Blah, blah. I mean, I've got no doubting about that, but can you honestly trust anyone 100%? I mean, 
I just, I mean, subconsciously even, you know, going on in his head. I mean, I mean, if you think about it logically as well, he's going to be joining them, you know, after the match. He's going to be going over there and well, I don't know what his exact title is going to be, director of football or, or whatever, but he's going to want to be jo- joining a, a team that's in the Champions League, isn't he? Rather than leaving a team that's in the Champions League to one that's in the Europa League. It's, that's right. I-, it, I mean, it's all going to be going on in his head. I mean, Andrew, from my perspective, and I said this on yesterday's podcast, I can't get my head around. I agree with you. I don't know why you would play him now. I maybe wouldn't have played him anyway, bearing in mind that I don't think he's the best keeper at our club. Absolutely. Number one. But number two, now that this has happened, in my eyes, there is no way you can play him. And when when I probably search my soul deeply and think about this properly... I probably agree with those who say that Pedacek is a good professional and I'm not he's not going to throw the ball in his own net or anything like that. But can you imagine the reaction if he made a mistake in this final? Can you imagine the the backlash from that? I know but he won't care. Though. That's the thing. Um I don't I honestly don't think he's I honestly think he's a model professional. Uh, he won't want to do anything wrong. Obviously, he's going to want to try and do his best in the game, but there's got to be some kind of, um, like I say, some subconscious mental issues going on in his head. Looking at across the field, at the players that he's going to be sort of working with from next season onwards, and it's it's just weird. This is a weird situation. And, I, and what really annoyed me, and what I find really unprofessional, is that it was announced when yeah. it was. Well, it was I mean, leaked. There's no wasn't way it? they. Well, was it? I mean, who who leaked it? I mean, do we know? No, it's just all hypothetical. Well, no one knows that he's not, neither club have come out and said anything about it. Pedacek hasn't said anything about it. So you can only assume that someone somewhere along the line has told the wrong person, had a slip of the tongue, and now we're in this situation. Well, it's, it's just, I have to think the whole situation is really messed up. And I can't believe it, it, he shouldn't be with the team in the training camp at the moment, wherever they are, as it stands at the moment, he should just not be there. And yeah. it's just a weird, you know, it's a strange situation. I mean, can you imagine as well? I mean, this is again, you know, a bit of a strange scenario, but it goes to penalties. Yeah. And like the first eight, nine penalties go in, and he's got to take one. <laughs> I mean, it could happen. You never know. It could. It I mean, could. Go, going on to that, who would uh, you choose to take five penalties if it went to penalties out of our squad oh, now? Oh, that is a tough one. Uh, definitely Lacazette. Um, definitely. Definitely Lacazette. Um, I'd probably so, uh, this might be some uh, surprise to some. I'd probably let Kalasinac take one. I'll take. I'll get him to take the last one. Yeah. I'm honest. Why not? Yeah, I think I think it's important to start well. Get your best ones on first. I don't. I, I, can't, I don't understand people leaving their best penalty. Yeah, because you might not even fifth. get to the last penalty. Exactly. So. Yeah. That's you right. get, you, get him in. I, I'd go Lacazette. I'd probably go Kalasinac. I'd probably give one to Granite Xhaka. I know a lot of people don't like him, yeah. but I think he would just smash no, it in. Um, Agreed. I'd probably give one to Abamyang, even though I'm a bit iffy on his penalties after that Agreed. one at Wembley. Uh, probably give one to I'd give one to Mr. Ozil if he's playing. Um, yeah, me too. And I, I think guess, he's chosen all mine. Yeah, yeah, I mean the last one. Um, I, I probably would have said Mikitarian, but he's not going to play. So no, uh, tricky one. It depends whether Monreal's going to be playing. Yeah. Or, you know, I put a bit of faith in him as well. Yeah, experienced head. Don't don't disagree. Do, yeah, I mean, I'd go Aubameyang first, then and then I'd probably go Özil. Yep. Let him uh, earn earn his money and hopefully his last match. <laughs> and then <laughs> I'll go Xhaka 
And then, like you said, uh, Go Kalasinac's last one, I think he's probably got this, I don't know, probably, him and Socrates, he's probably got the strongest mental, you know, yeah. the warriorness going on about him, if you know what I mean. And I think they'll just literally take the roof and the net off. Absolutely. Uh, just add yeah. one other thing I wanted to pick your brain on uh, while I've got you on the line. Did you see Raul and Vinay's interview this week, the two parts? Have you yeah. seen it, first of all? No, 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 I haven't had a chance yet. I've read all the extracts, though, on Twitter. Yeah. And it's just, again, I, someone summed it up, and I can't sum it up any better, but it was announced that oh, we've got all our plans are in place for the summer transfers, etc. at four o'clock. And I think it, he said it was something like 5.45 emails all come out to all the season ticket holders to renew the season tickets. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Read, read into that what you want to. I mean, that. I guess we, we, we should be used to that by now. We should know that that's coming as fans. Exactly, yeah. We, and, yeah. and, you know, this time of the season inevitably brings transfer rumours. So when people say, oh, you know, they've said this, said that, and now the season ticket renewals come out i'm kind of a bit like well what do you expect it is the end of the season the transfer window is going to open and naturally that's what we're going to be talking about so for me that's not really that big of an issue but i can understand why some people feel it's a bit well, like kicking the teeth i mean i don't I, I mean what did you actually get out of the the uh, conversation and there's nothing really I mean, just briefly, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you just briefly, because I'm going to do a video on this as well. Um, but just briefly, what I got out of this is that Vinay is a fantastic corporate finance man. Um, you know, I've worked in finance in the city and he's exactly what you'd expect from a, a managing director sort of person. The way he talks, the way he comes across it is he's perfect for that role. Does he know about football? Probably not. Mm. But when Raul spoke, I did have a little bit more confidence in him. He sounds like a football man. And I think that he's a very good talker. And I'm hoping that he can persuade uh, some players to come and join us this summer. That's my uh, initial thoughts on that anyway. Well, I think uh, one, the first, I think I'll put this on Twitter. So the first thing, the first signing we should make it the summer. And I don't know when this actually happens, this interview with Dennis Bergkamp. But He's uh, said that you know, the reasons behind him leaving Ajax, he had a you know, disagreement with uh, Overmars, etc. Yep. And to cut a long story short, he's he's looking for his next role in, and he's he's looking abroad for his, from his next role, obviously from Holland. Yeah. And if he, if that's the situation, which we've, we've got to get him on board. I mean, seriously. I mean, yeah, for I mean, what he's the knowledge he's got from working with Ajax for for several years, and I mean, I mean, you're obviously, obviously a way into to that sort of market immediately. Absolutely. And, I mean, God, I mean, could we want anyone better, really, to work behind the scenes uh, with the club? I mean, it's just uh, better be himself. <laughs> if he ever ended up somewhere else, I mean, God, that'd be ridiculous. It would. Andrew, thank um, you very much for joining me, mate. Um, I've got to leave it there. I've got a few more calls no to problem. get through. Uh, but thank you so much. And we'd love to have you on again in the very near future. Yeah, look forward to it. Cheers, Take care. Mate. Thanks, Harry. Bye -bye. All the best. Bye-bye. And you bye. That was Andrew Armistead. Uh, inter some interesting points there. Uh, what do you guys think of the points that Andrew raised? Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, let us know in the chat box. Uh, don't forget, if you want to jump on, uh, we are going to try and get through as many calls as we possibly can. You need to DM us at Chronicles underscore AFC uh, with your name and contact telephone number. If you're contacting us from abroad, we need a Skype address. Right, let's dial caller number five or six. I've lost count. Here we go.
Hey, how are you doing? How you doing, mate? Welcome to the Chronicles of Aguna. Introduce yourself. Hey, it's Colin in the building, bro. <laughs> <laughs> how you doing, mate? You all uh, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I watched the interview from Raul, and I, I can't pronounce the other guy's name for the life of me. <laughs> but from what I've seen, listen, it's, it's all well and good saying what they were saying, but how many times have we heard this as fans? True. Like, True. we've heard this from Ivan Gazidis. Yeah. Colin, sorry, are... Colin, can I just pause you there just one second? We've got a comment in the chat box saying, <laughs> Colin ran incoming, love it. <laughs> Go ahead, mate, sorry. <laughs> I, I know, I know. I've seen that, Archie Wallen, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, mate. Sorry to cut you, cut you up there. No, 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 no. It's, it's all right. Listen, we've heard this from Ivan Gazidis before. In fact, I remember an in, uh, interview he did about a few years ago saying that, there were, in fact, I believe his exact words were catalyst for change. Yep. Right? We've seen some changes, but what we haven't seen is changes to our transfer policy. Okay. It's so far gone, it's, it, just, does, it just does not make sense. Like, because when Unai Emery come in, I know you have... I know you had your doubts about him, Harry. I know that. But the thing is, how can you expect him to do better with essentially a budget that isn't going to improve the team that much? I think for me, though, Colin, it, it wasn't so much, you know, the, the budget and the players that he brought in. For me, the, the one thing that I still to this day will say about Unai Emery, despite the fact we get into a Europa League final, despite the fact that we might win a major European trophy, the one thing I can't get my head around is how we are at this stage. And we still don't know what our preferred system is. We still don't know uh, what our best starting 11 is. You know, for half a season, we were playing with one striker. Then we started playing with two. You know, we played with three at the back. We played with four at the back. And for me, that lack of continuity has been more of a hindrance than it has, you know, a bonus. That's my only thing with Unai. And I, I totally take your points on board uh, about the transfer budget. It's not enough. And, and whilst the Cronkies are running the club, the question is, will it ever be enough? Yeah, yeah. And to, to an extent, you're right about the lack of continuity. You, you, are, you are right. However... I'm not going to say that Unai Emery hasn't done things this season that have made me think, well, why are you doing that? Yeah. Like, but there's more positives than negatives, if you get what I mean. Like, because we, we were dreadful last year. Like, absolutely dreadful. The away form was shocking. The tactics were piss poor. The football was boring. Like, I, I, people can say, oh, but under Arsene Wenger, we had a clear identity. I'm sorry, what identity is that now? Like, we had no, we've not had an identity for five years. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I guess we did have an identity, but we weren't living up to it, maybe. I, I guess you could look at it that, that way. Yeah, listen, the thing is, what I want 
from this summer, right? And I'm not even... I'm, don't get me wrong, I want to win the Europa League. I do, right? I really, really do, because I've not seen Arsenal win a European trophy in my lifetime, and I've been supporting this football club since 1997, right? So I want them to win that just for that selfish reason alone, right? However, what I want to see in the summer, I want to see action. No words, action. And by that, I mean signing players that are going to improve this team and getting rid of the shit. I, Mustafi, yeah? I've seen his, well, his, his quotes today, right? Yep. Not, not directly like I've heard some people say, or oh, I'm not... I refuse to leave. Because I've heard some people say that he said refuse to leave. He didn't say that. But thing is, it's not up to him. It's up to the club. If the club think that Mustafi isn't good enough, sell him. But having the club sort of shot themselves in the foot here by paying what they paid for him. And now, of course, as he said today, he's still got two years on his contract. So you can say sell him, but... Is and I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I don't disagree with you in the slightest. I completely agree he's not good enough, etc. But aren't we in a situation where players like Mustafi, who are on decent money, a decent contract, and still have two years left, unless somebody comes along and we can convince the player, you know, as well that yeah, go and we're gonna and we can convince a club to pay a reasonable amount of money for him. Unless that happens, we're stuck with him, and he's probably happy to sit and run down his contract and and. I, you know, people might find this controversial, but I think that's why Danny Welbeck didn't want to leave in the summer because he knew he wouldn't get the money that he was going to get at Arsenal and he was happy to run down the deal. Exactly. Like, that's, that, that's the problem, Harry. Honestly, the amount of wages that this club has on bang average players is a joke. And that's held us back for at least two seasons. Yep. Like, I mean, you've got Carl Jenkinson, of all people, on 45000 a week. What kind of nonsense is that? No, you're right, mate. You're right. I don't, I don't disagree you've, with you've anyone. Got, you've got Danny Welbeck on 110 grand a week. Again, what nonsense is that? Like, act like a big club, for fuck's sake. Seriously. You're like, right. You're right. Is, is there anything that's wrong with what I'm saying here? No, you're absolutely spot on, mate. You're absolutely spot on. What do you make of uh, this? Is a question for you. Uh, just a final question to wrap it up. What do you think of this link with Ryan Fraser? In your opinion, is he is he Arsenal quality? Is he at the level that we require or that we want? To be honest, mate, I don't know. It, it, I've not seen much of, well, I've seen Ryan Frazier, he's, it's not that he's not been good this season, because he has, but is he, has he just, is he just one of them players that's peaked this season? Like, because I can't remember many seasons where he's been doing what he's been doing at Bournemouth now on a consistent basis. 
Yeah. That, that's my worry. I'm not saying if we bought him, I wouldn't get behind him. Of course I would. Of course I would. Any, any like, and if we sign any player, like regardless, right, I'll back them 110%, but I want them to be good enough as well. I don't want buying average players at this club anymore. We've had buying average players for far too long. And if Ryan Frazier is another one of those, then to be honest with you, I'd rather we go after ZH. Yep, I agree with also, that. He's shown like, what he can do in the Champions League, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. He's, he's been absolutely fantastic in the Champions League. I mean, the less we speak about that dreaded semi-final of a few weeks ago, the better. I mean... No, they can't win the Champions League, Harry. No, no, that'll be the end of me. You know what, Colin? I didn't even want to bring that up. I didn't even want to bring that up this evening. Uh, Just even if we won the Europa League, you know, just to finish off, mate, because I've got to move on. But even if we were to win the Europa League, it would feel a little bit tainted, wouldn't it, if they went on? It would sour it, wouldn't it? Oh, God, can you imagine? Just a few days later, if they went on and... And done the unthinkable yeah. and won the Champions League. Jesus. If it happens, if it happens, Harry, I might well jump off a cliff. <laughs> you and me both, mate. <laughs> Colin, thank you so much, mate. And sorry to cut it short, but I've got a few more no, calls no. lined up, which I need no, it's, uh, to get on to. Cool, and uh, we'll speak again in the near future, mate, I'm sure. Indeed we will, Harry. See you later. Cheers, mate. Take care. That was the brilliant Colin and uh, lots of you who listen to sort of Arsenal podcasts and stuff will will probably recognise that voice. Colin is a bit of a celebrity in the podcasting world and rightly so. He's, he's a very passionate Arsenal fan and of course the floor is for you guys here. Uh, feel free to jump on. Like I said, how you do it, you go over to our Twitter page at Chronicles underscore AFC. You DM us your number. Uh, or your Skype if you're calling from abroad. And uh, yeah, lovely. Right, let's get on to the next caller hitting the button now. Here we go. Good evening. Good evening, sir. Introduce yourself and let us know where you're calling from, mate. I'm Melvin from uh, Essex. How's it going, Melvin? You're right. Yeah, yeah, not too bad, thank you. Colin, I must just before we start, that Colin is terrific. I've seen and heard of him a few times. Passionate, <laughs> yeah, and he comes out with a lot of sense. He's, haven't heard of him for a couple of months now, but I'm glad he's back on the scene. He's brilliant, and I'm sure he'll be on again in the very near future. Uh, Melvin, what do you want to say, mate, before I start just, uh, asking you questions of mine? Well, first of all, I can't believe that a big couple like us tells everybody what their budget is. How can that work? In any respect, it's ridiculous. We don't even know what it is anyway. I don't think even the club knows what it is. So why put these things out? And just to just to switch, switch a bit, what Colin said about and yourself about Ryan Fraser. Yeah, he's been doing it for more than one season. I think he tore into us a couple of seasons ago away. He did very well. I, I think he did, and and I'm not saying he's a bad player, but. Uh, someone, because I was having this debate with someone on Twitter earlier and someone else commented, you know, even Stevie Wonder would dance rings around our defence. And it's true, because <laughs> if you're going to look at it from that point, then you probably say, why don't we go and sign Charlie Austin as well? Because he always scores against us. It's just, for me, he just doesn't excite me. He's not the type of signing that I, I would be excited by. And I'd want to go and get on the back of my shirt and and be buzzing about. And I think that the Arsenal fan base desperately needs someone like that. 
I, 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 we can have both. We don't have to. He doesn't have to be that player. I think he's the type of player that would be a, like, an upgrade on Iwobi because I think he has got the final ball and I think he can score goals and he's got the energy. Iwobi's very good with his energy. I give him that work and he tries 100%. This guy does, but he has got the end result. And if you're talking about either of those players, I know who I'd rather have in the team. Yeah, that, that's a fair point. And I think at the beginning of the season, I, I don't know what you think, at the beginning, I was quite... Uh, full of praise for Iwobi. I thought he'd improved, but he seems to have regressed a little bit as the season's gone on. And I just think Arsenal have made that mistake of investing far too much time in players like that over the years. And it's time we just cut our losses and moved on from him. I, I don't know what you think on that. Definitely. I definitely agree. And I think players that deserve a chance, something like Reese Nelson, I'd like to see come back next season. Not necessarily yep. to start, but to have a little chance for next season. No, I agree. I'd like to see that. And just one other thing to do, to do with the, the game that's coming up. What would, be, what would happen if it wasn't our player that couldn't go to the country, but it was one of the managers? What would have happened then? Yeah, that's a great point. It's a great point. And the, the thing is, we I think this is kind of, this issue has, has been a little bit, uh, what's the word, misrepresented by some media outlets, I think, because they've gone with with the clickbait titles of, you know, Mkhitaryan not allowed to Baku. That's not the case. They have said he can go, but Mkhitaryan has decided that he doesn't want to go. And that's fair enough. Um, you know, A, he probably feels unsafe, as he said. And if that's the case, then I don't care how much they earn. No footballer should be in a position where they feel unsafe and their family feel unsafe uh, going to a game like that. Number two, you know, he probably feels as though he'll be letting his people down if he sort of bent his principles. And I know because I've got some Armenian friends that the conflict between the two countries is very fresh. It's not something that's so in the past that you can ignore it. Um, you know, it is a conflict that's still very much alive. And so I get that. But for me, and as I said on yesterday's podcast, I feel as though UEFA need to do more. If they've said, here's a security plan and Mkhitaryan still said, I don't feel comfortable, then they need to get back on that drawing board and make it even better, even more secure. What's your take on that, Melvin? Yeah. 100%, definitely. Put the emphasis on them. They're the ones that, if you like, got everyone in this mess. They should be the ones to get us out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Melvin, have you seen the Raul and Vinay interviews? Or no, I haven't. I've just read bits and pieces about it. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on, on sort of the new regime and, and how have you taken to them so far? Well, to go back, I mean, um, really, it's not what they say, it's what they do. They can say what they like. You know, well, let's see what they do and then I'll make my decision on if they're any good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and as I said earlier on in the show, um, I think that Raul talks a good game. I think Vinay talks a good game for someone who's in sort of the finance world. Um, but ultimately, it's what you said, isn't it? Is it good enough? Is it enough? Uh, to see us get our transfer targets in. Uh, another thing I want to ask you, Melvin, something that we've mentioned a couple of times now on tonight's show, Pedacek, would you start him in the final? 100% no. No, no way. Absolutely. And I think he'd be under a lot of pressure himself. Professional as he is, at the back of his mind, subconsciously, he'd be thinking, if I do make a mistake, what will people think? Listen, Absolutely. I will never think he's going to throw a game. Don't get me wrong. But it, in the back of his mind, he puts, he, you know, he plays on his nerves as well as a goalkeeper. We doesn't need the extra pressure. Yeah, that's right. It is, it is exactly that, isn't it? He'll be under immense pressure. He'll be feeling, uh, you know, an increased sort of pressure in a game like that. And it's not really ideal. Um, I think it's a distraction. On the one hand, though, I do feel a bit sorry for Petr Cech here because it's his last game of his career. 
He would have liked to have gone out with a with a win, I'm sure. And like you said, I don't think he'll ever throw a game. I think he's a model professional. But he must be gutted. He must be sitting there thinking, how on earth has this come out? Because he's not said it. Chelsea have not officially said anything. Arsenal have not officially said anything. This is a leak from somewhere. And, you know, it, can you imagine that this didn't turn out to be true? after all of that and it just feels like his last game of his career and it's a great career even if he is a Chelsea legend and not really an Arsenal one it's a great career and it's a shame that it's going to end like this I do feel sorry for him do you not I do very much so and somebody somewhere has let him down big time absolutely absolutely it's it's not on is it uh Melvin no. thank you so much for joining me mate and uh we'll speak to you again in the near future yeah thanks Harry all the best cheers mate all Bye. the best that was the brilliant Melvin Marks, regular listener of the Chronicles of Aguna podcast. A big thanks to every single one of you that is tuned in live and to those of you listening back uh, on the recording afterwards. Uh, as I said at the top of the show, uh, apologies for any glitches. Always going to happen when we do something like this live, unfortunately. Um, you know, such is the complexity of what we're doing. And I wish I had a maybe if we get some money in one day, we'll get a producer to come and <laughs> to come and control the phones, taking a little bit of pressure off myself and making things run that little bit smoother. Right, let's get our next caller on the line. Here we go. Good evening. Welcome to the Chronicles of Aguna, my friend. Introduce yourself. Hi, Harry. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you, my friend. How are you? What's your name and where are you calling from? Yeah, hi, uh, hi, Ari. I'm uh, I'm Mayank Basin. I'm calling from uh, India. Whereabouts? Uh, this is a place called Faridabad in a state called Haryana, which is a part of India. Fantastic, fantastic stuff. Well, thank you for joining us, my friend. Uh, what would you like to say? Um, so, see, obviously, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things going around. There's the Europa League final. There's the transfer window coming up. There's obviously the Petacek situation. So, I mean, yeah, shoot me anything. I'll, I'll pretty much I can pretty much talk about anything. So, anything that suits you. Fantastic. What 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 are your thoughts going into the Europa League final? Feeling confident? Um, yes, I think there's definitely a, there's definitely a wave of optimism uh, with the fans as well uh, and the club, of course. Uh, we obviously are coming off a very good win against Valencia in the semi-finals. Then there was the away win against Burnley. So I think the mood is pretty good. Aubameyang's, you know, on well, Aubameyang's on firing cylinders right now. So that's that's pretty good for us. Uh, he's doing well. Lacazette's doing well. Um, in general, I think I think you know obviously it's it's a, it's an all English final, so Chelsea is not going to be the easiest opponent. Uh, I think Hazard would be motivated more than anyone in the team to you know to put up the performance of a lifetime and you know uh, depart uh, from the club with a trophy. So there's that. Yep, absolutely. Uh, what have you made of the whole Henrik Mkhitaryan situation? It's been a big talking point. Uh, he said that he doesn't feel safe enough to go. The club have respected his wishes. Uh, how do you do you see this situation? How do you read it? Uh, well, it's obviously uh, pretty unfortunate for uh, for Mickey to you know not be able to make it uh, <clears throat> not be able to make it to Baku. Um, and, you know, there's obviously the talk that you know Ivan Gazidis uh, was on the board, you know, and he was in discussions with UEFA when the uh, when the when he was decided, you know, when Baku was decided as the venue for the final. So that's a bit of a shame that you know he was a part of it, and you know he maybe didn't think the consequences uh, well beforehand. 
Um, and uh, it's also come out in the news that uh, even though UEFA might have arranged for his uh, for his travel, it's just that you know Hendrik doesn't feel safe to travel, which is a very fair point because uh, the escalations, uh, you know, the tension in the tensions between the two countries, Armenia and uh, Azerbaijan, you know, that obviously can take a huge toll on the player. And I remember uh, you know Mickey not facing Karabag as well when he when we played against them in the group stage. So it's it's definitely a sorry situation. Uh, but on the other hand, one good news that I think uh, sometimes can be happy about is the fact that, you know, uh, Danny Welbeck uh, looks to be fit again. Now, match fitness will obviously be a sort of an issue, but um, we apparently played, I think, a couple of, uh, a couple of games uh, uh, behind closed doors. So one was, I think, a couple of days back when we won 3-0. Uh, I'm not sure what opposition we faced. And apparently, we've also had a game played today behind closed doors, which we won 4-0. And this was against an Austrian side, which was in yeah. news, I think, yesterday. So I'm, I'm not uh, not sure of the name exactly, but yeah, we won 4-0 today behind closed doors. And uh, yeah, I was just looking, you know, if, if any of our players, you know, uh, hopefully nobody's picked up an injury or anything. It's just that uh, this sort of match fitness will, uh, will go a long way. So would, would, you, would you include Danny Welbeck in the squad for the Europa League final? Do you think... Uh, a half-fit Danny Welbeck is more uh, dangerous, more effective, perhaps, than somebody like Eddie Nketiah? Um, I think uh, having him in the squad would be a big, uh, you know, a bit of a boost. Um, now, obviously, there's about still about a week to go, so training will happen in uh, <clears throat> in in Colney and everywhere, and you know, in the in the training area at Arsenal. So, uh, hopefully, you know, Danny can prove a bit of a point to Emery there, and uh, I I generally hope that you know he travels, and uh, if not for the you know the whole length of the game, maybe Danny could feature say in the second half or maybe in the first half, first 45. So I think that will be an added boost because he definitely will bring, you know, some sort of a dynamism. And because I think even Chelsea, you know, wouldn't have been able to see much of Danny Welbeck's play from this season because he got injured so early into the season. So I think, you know, he can be sort of a trump card for us. Not not totally, but definitely to an extent. Yeah, not somebody to rely on, but an extra option. Uh, I agree with that. And, Absolutely. I, and, and to answer my own question... I would rather have a half-fit Danny Welbeck for the last 10, 15 minutes of a game, for example, uh, than, you know, um, somebody like uh, uh, an Eddie Nketiah. It's no disrespect to him. I just don't think he's ready. Uh, sorry, mate. Just yeah. going to pause you just for a second. Just had a comment come Absolutely. through in the chat from David Moore. Harry, what do you think of Tottenham? The answer is shit. <laughs> right. I think that's... That's what every Arsenal fan would say. Exactly. Know. But, well, it is you know, it's that kind of an unfortunate situation. They've reached the CL final. But I think, uh, I think honestly speaking, props to uh, props to Mauricio Pochettino, man. He's He's been doing a very solid job with that club. And I honestly feel that if he's uh, posted by another club, I think that's the end of Tottenham, if they don't get a suitable replacement. And honestly speaking, because Pochettino is that kind of tactician who, if he, you know, goes to, say, Bayern or or Juventus, and, you know, he'll, he'll do wonders there. I think he will. Well, so if that's that's all. We recorded the uh, Simply Serie A podcast last night, which is an Italian football podcast. Again, it's a Sofa Sports okay. Media production. Um, and we were talking with some very well-known Italian football writers, and both of them seem to think that uh, Maurizio Pochettino is number one on Juventus's wish list now, having uh, seen uh, Massimiliano Allegri leave. So interesting to see how that story develops. And Particularly, and I don't want to talk about it, but if Tottenham did win the Champions League, then maybe Pochettino will feel that you know that his time at Spurs has come to an end and he can do no more. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him leave in that instance. Um, my friend, have you seen 
the Raul and Vinay interview. I seem to be asking everyone this, and a lot of people haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I've, I've watched both the parts, and yeah, I was pretty impressed, you know, with, with both the parts. Now, there's obviously, um, you know, every, every Arsenal fan would say, you know, for, for, for those who have... Uh, have watched the you know who watched both the parts they might say that you know it's the usual thing of you know somebody from the somebody from the management coming ahead and you know saying this or that and you know it's just the club's ambition this or that and you know uh, in fact when when the transfer window passes and you know we'll back to square one but i honestly think that you know the way that the uh, <clears throat> the interview was conducted i was pretty happy with both vinay and raul raul specifically because you know he was talking more about you know the football side of things and yeah. he explained the new, new, the, the, the new, the new structure at uh, at Arsenal, you know, with a lot of the a lot of heads being created. There was talk of women's football as well, which is, I think, a very good sign, a uh, very successful season for our women's football team as well. So that's a plus. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think you know, in general hindsight, it's more about uh, as far as the transfer market is concerned, it's more about getting the right kind of players in and not, ex- you know. needs the biggest reinforcement is the defense right so we definitely need at least one proper big name center back coming in the rest could be you know uh prospect signing so there's talk of william saliba from saint etienne there's uh, this talk of ibrahim akonate from uh, leipzig in bundesliga so these obviously are great signings i mean leipzig from uh, i think konate is i think a bit of an exception because he's become he's becoming such a tremendous player with each and every passing game and you know he's been you know likened to Van Dijk and you know guys like Varane and everybody. So I think he, you know, I think he's on the radar of a lot of clubs. So honestly speaking, even if Arsenal is interested, I still don't see you know the signing of Konate very realistic. Uh, however, I think we've been very strongly linked to uh, William Saliba, so I think that could happen. Uh, Mario Hermoso from uh, RCD Espanol, I think, is one of my favorite defenders. I think we've been linked with. He's he's got a year left on his contract, so yeah. any club that wants to, you know, and for him, uh, they've got a pretty good negotiation position from the point of view of transfer. Um, and yeah, I mean, he if he comes in, he's slotting in straight into the first team. No doubt about that. He's turning 24, I think, pretty soon, okay. and he's developing really Espanol and. Uh, yeah, I mean, if it comes to a club like Arsenal where defense is, I mean, it's basically it's shambles. Uh, yeah, you know, especially when you take away the fact that, you know, there's there's no Rob Holding at this point in time. We'll be there, by, you know, when the next season starts. But, you know, we've sorely missed uh, Hector Bellerin and, um, and Rob Holding so much this season. I mean, I generally think we would have considered lesser goals and, you know, probably one games, some of the games yeah. that we ended up losing had you know, Rob Holding and Bellerin yeah. been there. And yeah, I think that, that is one, one of the reasons why we, I think, missed out on top four as well. One thing I would say, mate, just to round off there, a, a lot of people talk about the <laughs> fact that we've missed those players. And whilst I agree that we have missed them, and of course, you lose two defenders that are in the first team for that period of time, it's going to have an effect. It's going to take its toll on any side. My kind of issue with that is Absolutely. that is that Rob Holding, for me, is still a young defender. He's still not earned his stripes Mm -hmm. for me. He's still not proven over a long enough period of time that he is good enough to be an Arsenal starting centre-back. That's just my view on it. I think he's done well. I think he's improved in the time he's been with us. But I still don't look at him and say, yes, he's a top-class centre-back. And I don't feel that his absence should have been enough to derail our season. That's just my view on it. I know it's not a popular opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, I know. think it was you know, so more down to the fact that, uh, you know, whenever, you know, you know when, uh, in preseason, Rob might have you know, definitely impressed somebody, which is why, you know, he was given a lot of game time initially. And, you know, up until the point in the season where we had seen Rob, so 
about I think one and a half to two months of it. So what we were saying was that Rob was, you know, he was getting better with each game. He's, you know, a ball playing center back and he was playing as, you know, sort of the sweeper on, along the back line. And he was, I think, in my opinion, according to, you know, what I was uh, able to gather when I was watching the matches on the TV, that he was uh, getting comfortable with each and every passing game. That is why I think, you know, when the injury happened, uh, that I think is, you know, the sort of the tipping point where our crisis began. Not, yeah. not a crisis, but total things, because we definitely had the names in our defense. Do you know to kind of take the game forward? But then, you know, there's guys like Mustafi, you know, who have just not justified their worth to the yeah. team, you know, in the three years that have been here. And then there's obviously the talk that uh, I think he said in <clears throat> one of his interviews today that, you know, he has a contract in 2021 to honor. But I think, yeah, I think Arsenal have to try and convince him to, you know, be to move. let <laughs> go. Yeah, he could, I think honestly, he'll if he if he ends up going to you know the La Liga or uh, I mean not the Bundesliga maybe in the La Liga or the Serie I think he'll actually do well there. I yeah. I just have this feeling that he'll maybe do well in Italy or uh, or Spain because he has experience there, has played with uh, Sampdoria before, and yeah. obviously he played for Valencia when we snapped him up from there. But yeah, it's been a it's not been a very smooth ride uh, from right. there, is it? That's right, my friend. Uh, we're going to have to leave it there. Uh, we are running out of time. Yeah. What time is it in India now? Because it must be very late. Yeah, it's actually 2.30 in the morning over here. Wow, you better get yourself off to bed, mate. <laughs> Do you know what? No, this week okay. and last just, week, uh, my final callers yeah. have both been from India and I'm astonished at how late you guys have stayed up just to take part. So for that, I am very, very grateful. And we we'll hope to speak to you again in the All near right, future. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, man. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Harry, for the opportunity. Take care, mate. All the best. Thank you, man. Good night. Take care. Wow. Another call from India. Uh, and I take my hat off to those guys. It's 2.30 in the morning there. Um, you know, it's 10 p.m. here. I thought that was late. Uh, big thank you to those guys for dialing in. And a thank you to everybody who's dialed in uh, this evening. There are a few uh, points in the um here we go in the chat box let me just address those before we wrap up of course a big thank you to all of those of you who are in the chat box thanks to those of you who are listening to this later on uh question coming in from the mr arsenal podcast it is a great podcast do check it out as well uh, if you click on them in the live chat you'll find the link to their channel there uh he says what are your thoughts on the steve bold rumors if i'm completely honest I don't know what the fuck Steve Bold does. Um, you know, people talk about him being involved in the defense. I don't think that's the case. Um, and if it is, then he's not good enough and he needs to be moved on. Uh, I did meet Steve Bold uh, a few months back now when I went and watched the under 23s. And, um, you know, Steve Bold seems a nice guy and all that, but is he doing the business? Can you see him staying? as part of Unai Emery's team. I can't, if I'm being honest, I think it's uh, one of those things where he was left in his position to manage the transition between the old and the new. Uh, but that's really about it. Uh, big thank you to all of you for your lovely comments. And what I will say, guys, um, is if you could do me a favor. Now, this is a show that is new. Uh, this is the third one we've done. And I know there have been a few hiccups with the technology uh, at the very beginning. I forgot to connect the wire when I was trying to make the first call. So all sorts of, of, of things going wrong. But I think this one's gone much more smoothly than the last one. And I think as weeks go by, uh, they'll get better and better. I'd like to hear your feedback on the show in the comments section uh, below, because to me, it's really important to hear what you guys think of it. If you guys like it, 
we'll carry on. If you don't like it, we'll stop it. Um, I think it's great. I really enjoy interacting with you guys live and uh, giving you guys the opportunity to take part in a podcast that you have shown immense support to. So a big thank you to every single one of you. Please leave your comments in the uh, comments section, not in the live chat box. Leave them in the comments section so that I can have a little read later on. Uh, any feedback is much, much appreciated. And uh, yeah, I'll do my best to improve it as the weeks go by. Don't forget to subscribe, like, you know what you got to do. And if you prefer to listen to us on audio only, we are available on all the usual podcast stores. That's iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, Acast, Spotify, etc., etc. Uh, fingers crossed we win the Europa League. And a quick announcement, joining me the morning after the Europa League final to review the game will be none other than an Arsenal legend, and former left-back Nigel Winterburn. He'll be with me uh, reviewing that match. So, uh, massive guest. I'm really looking forward to talking to Nigel again for the second time this season. Uh, so, do stay tuned for that. Uh, and until next week, guys, stay tuned for more information on our Twitter feed as to when we'll next be uh, doing one of these. But until then, take care. All the best. <laughs>